Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and welcome to the first episode of 2022. Woohoo! So excited to be back here. Like, so excited for the clean slate that we get in the new year. And speaking of a clean slate this week, we're going to be talking about grace. Now, I get it, right? We talk about grace all the time because this is the Grace Fields Wife podcast, but we're talking about grace in relation to an unbelieving spouse. And I know that that is something that many of you are dealing with or have dealt with, or maybe your husband says he believes, but he doesn't really practice. So he's kind of like an unbelieving spouse, all those things. And, and times grace can be harder to give, right? Because grace is God's unmerited favor. And so for us to give it to him, it's like, well, he already doesn't deserve it. And now we have to give it and all that stuff. And what do we do, especially in the case of an unbelieving husband? So let's jump in. This is a very special episode because you'll be hearing a little bit from my own husband. Hmm. Really interesting. Let's see what he has to say. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reunite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, all right. Now before I give you all the goods and uh, let you in on what my husband has to say, I did want to preface what that is about. Now remember, this episode is about giving grace to an unbelieving husband and why should we do that and what kind of benefits would we find from that now in terms of the unbelieving husband let's look into what god's word says about that first right in first peter 3 1 through 6 he says likewise wives be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word they may be won over without a word by the conduct of their wives now Everybody, and not everybody, but a lot of people, they really have a hard time with that passage because they're like, you know, <laughs> like, so am I supposed to not say anything? Am I supposed to not do anything? Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, what does grace even look like? This passage 
talks to us about how grace is given in our conduct, right? So not necessarily in our words, but in our actions, right? Our Jesus says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if our heart is filled with anything less than grace, which oftentimes it is, especially in times when we're upset, we are not necessarily going to say the graceful thing. So oftentimes what we can do is just zip it, right? Just not say anything at all. Because if we say something, we won't say the graceful thing. So if we don't say anything at all, and that doesn't mean give him the silent treatment and manipulate him in that way. It just means hold it from the comment that you want to make. So I'll start there, right? So that's number one. Number two is going to be once we have held ourselves from making uh, that comment that we wanted to make that is perhaps less than graceful because it's coming from a heart that is not full of grace. Number two is to ask ourselves, what is the kindest thing I can do in this moment? What is the kindest thing I can do in this moment? So remember, if grace is God's unmerited favor, And we are going to try to give grace to our husbands, even if they're unbelievers, because God's word says that their husbands might be won over with our conduct. Our husbands would be won over, his word says, if we behave Christ-like. So when we're not behaving Christ-like, well, then we're just showing him, well, what's the point? What's the point of all that religious stuff, all that whatever that you're doing, that you're saying, that you're thinking? What is the point of it? Well, let me tell you, if we can model the behavior of Jesus, if we can model the grace of God for him, his heart will be moved and softened by our actions. Again, that's what God's word says. I said it at the top of the episode. So a after one, after we zip our mouths, right? Because God's word just says it's through our actions and not through our words. After we don't say the thing that maybe we wanted to say that was not full of grace. Number two thing that we're going to do is ask ourselves, what is the kindest thing that we can do? Then we're going to do it, right? So we're going to do the kindest thing because that kindness is unmerited. Number three, understanding that the kindness is unmerited, And we're doing the action that we don't want to do because this is what God says for us to do. The third thing that we're going to do is ask God for it. Like ask God for a heart full of grace. Ask God for that changing and that changing in him, but also that change in us. Because as God uh, starts to do the work in us, he will do it in our husbands. Now, I promised you in the episode, in the beginning of the episode, that we were going to hear from my husband. And the context in which we're going to hear from him is pretty cool because I've shared with you guys many times that my husband was an unbeliever and he was cynical and really against all of the things of God at the time when we separated. I mean, there was a time that he was just saying things like, oh, whatever, like, what are you fist pumping to Jesus now? Like he was really mocking me and my faith, if you will. And at the time I stood my ground. And even though I said, well, at this point in my life, my faith is a deal breaker. So if you want to go, you can go. One of the things I did realize was that I could not push my faith on him. 
one of the things that I did realize is that, you know, as I read through God's word and that passage that I gave you in first Peter was one of them, the, um, about him being won over without a word, really being won over by my conduct. I took that to heart and I let that sink in my heart. And I, I stopped really kind of pushing my agenda, right? My, you know, I stopped trying to defend God to him. And this is what happened. So what you're going to hear next is, uh, as I've said in the story before, later, my husband, obviously, we went on to get back together. God spoke to him um, audibly and in his heart. He spoke to him before he was even a believer, which just goes to show further how God loved us while we were still sinners. And my husband went back and, you know, we got back together. And a year later, not just right away, but a year later, he gave his heart to the Lord. And several years later, we, at the time, were um, kind of serving on the family ministry in our church, and they asked him to speak at the pulpit. So they asked him to speak for just a sh few short minutes. Don't worry, I'm not going to give you guys a whole long sermon. They had asked him to speak, and then they asked me to speak. And the crazy thing was that, as you'll hear, they gave each of us the passage to use, and we had to come up with our own you know, our own word, like what God had really spoken to us through that passage. And I just wanted to encourage you by hearing what it is that God had to say through each of us in the context of that passage that we were given. Again, this was years ago before I started the podcast, before any of this came up. And it was just, I listened to it over a few weeks ago and I was like, oh man, I mean, it was even really speaking to me and I wanted to share it with you guys as evidence, as a, a piece of hope for you. And as you'll hear, there is certainly instruction there in God's word. So I hope you enjoy. I'm excited, honored, privileged to have him up. Let's go, man. Well, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor JP. That's awesome. Um, yes, uh, I've been part of the C3 family for about a year and a half now, I serve here with my beautiful wife, Beatrice, a.k.a. B, a.k.a. Buff B, who's actually coming up next. Uh, also, we uh, are parents to a beautiful 10-year-old girl, Sophia, and the crazy little four-year-old that you've probably seen running around here, her name is Nicholas. Um, but before I actually start, I also wanted to acknowledge and thank, on behalf of all of us speaking today, Pastors Josh and Georgie Kelsey. Just want to say it's such a privilege to be up here, but also it's an honor to, to see and to be part of that vision that you have for the community. So thank you. Uh, so truth be told, I am the last person that I thought would ever be up here. I am shocked to be up here. And actually, when I got word that I was going to be up here, I turned to my wife and said, they have the wrong guy. Not me. No, I, I, that's not me. Remember, that's not me. That's what I kept saying. Immediately, what the other thoughts that raced in my mind were, you know, what do you have to share of value? What, what can you impart on anybody? I thought about three or four or five other people that will probably do a much better job than I would ever do. This, this church is so filled with so many people that just pour into you, and, and, and I, I can't do that. You know, so then I opened up the verse that I got. <laughs> yeah. And you talk about God giving you perspective. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. So today I'm encouraging everybody from Galatians 5, verses 25 and 26. If 
you put that up on the screen, I'll, I'll read it out for you guys. So it says, since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work, work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means that we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us is better and another worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. So what hit home to me was that whole word about that's not me, that wasn't actually me. That was God's correction. He was saying, you're right, that's not you. That's not you comparing yourself with anybody. You know, step into faith with humility. Be okay with your originality. You do have gifts to share. And by me thinking that I'm not, by me thinking that, I'm not adhering to God's call on my life to walk in the spirit. Right? Pastor JP, a couple of weeks, stood up here and said, true humility is being secure and confident in God's call on your life. And God's call for me is to walk in that spirit. So when you think about walking in the spirit, what does that look like? So I thought about that. And the image that, the image that came to mind immediately was that of someone in the military, let's say a soldier. Right? Have you ever seen a soldier? You can just tell they're serving by the way they walk. Right? By the way they talk, by their actions, by just the way they carry themselves, by the way they speak, in or out of uniform, right? They serve selflessly and faithfully, right? They've answered a calling, right? And they are expressing that calling by their walk and their actions. So what does walking in the Spirit look like to, to, uh, to me or to us as a church, right? I want everybody that I come across to sense that in me. I want them to sense that I walk in the Spirit. I want them to sense that greater purpose in my walk with God. I want them to know that we are expressing our faith by walking and living in the Spirit, by being a light to one another, by loving one another, by being patient, kind, and by building each other up. So I'll close out with, let's use Galatians 5, 25 and 26 as our marching orders, as God's call to action for us, right? Hannah was up here a few weeks ago talking about giving, and she said, it's not a passive act, it's doing. The same goes for walking in the Spirit. Let's just hold, let's not just hold on to it as an idea. Let's, let's act on it. Let's continue to act in love, patience, kindness, faithfulness. Let's continue to be that example of grace and humility and encouragement that guides others to community. And let's all walk, move, and be led by the Spirit to love one another. Thank you so much. And following that up is his beautiful wife, Beatrice Vargas. She is also on our family welcome team. And part of the family dinner parties here in Williamsburg. So thankful to have you two tag team in this Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. Hi, guys. I knew I was going to have to speak after him, but it's a totally different thing to be up here. So, um, interesting fact about me, I'm a native Brooklynite, so I grew up right here on White Avenue when the waterfront was still an abandoned lot and the Domino building was still a working factory. So, a whole lot I could say about that, but in the interest of time, I'm just going to jump right in, right? 
Today I'm encouraging us from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9 in the message. And it says, summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you. No exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job, to bless. You'll be a blessing and you'll also get a blessing. What first struck me about this passage was the fact that these are commands God gives us. He doesn't say, try to be, if you find it in your heart to be, maybe, or if it's convenient, you should be. No, no. God commands us to be, right? So as I started to unpack this scripture, God reminded me of a time when I was holding on to unforgiveness. And the following dialogue unfolded. It was after an epic fight, not with God, with someone else, right? And I say, God, do you really, really want me to do all these things? Be agreeable, sympathetic, loving, compassionate, and humble? And God says, yes. But God, how? What, what happened to me was unfair. You are a just God, and they were wrong, and you know that. Mm-hmm. And God says, be agreeable. Some translations say, be harmonious. So I knew that God was taking me a little bit deeper here, right? So I grabbed the dictionary or, like, my app, you know, on the phone. And, uh, and I looked up the meaning. So agreeable means to be pleasing and willing to agree. Harmonious means forming a pleasant whole or being free from dissent, right? So that, I was far in this moment from feeling whole or free from dissent. But God wants us to be whole. He wants us to live in unity as a body, right? So, okay, God, I, I still don't understand how I'm supposed to be willing to agree. This isn't even, this is against your will. And God says, be sympathetic. All right? So sympathetic means a common understanding of or feeling between people. And I'm like, God, that doesn't even make sense. How am I supposed to understand it? And God says, be compassionate. Now, compassionate is a synonym, meaning having concern for the suffering of others. Okay, so God's repetition here makes me realize something. God's word is unchanging regardless of our circumstance. But hey, I'm stubborn, so I start to continue to argue, and my husband's over there nodding like, mm-hmm, yes, yeah, she's stubborn. And I say, God, why should I have concern for their suffering? Don't you hear my heart breaking? Don't you hear my cries? Did you see how I was lied to, rejected, and humiliated? God, don't you care what's happening to me? They don't even serve you. To this, he says, be humble. Lower your importance. And boom, there in my heartbreak and gut-wrenching pain, huddled in the fetal position on the cold basement floor, ugly crying, I could not get any physically lower than that. God just told me to lower the importance of my pain for the suffering of someone else. You see, when you shift the focus to someone else's hurt rather than your own, you're able to see them as God sees them. He sees their hurt too. He sees their wounds, their tears, their struggles, just like he sees yours. 
While I was in my biggest what about me moment, God said, I see you, now you need to see them. And as for, they don't even serve you. To this, God says, all of you, no exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp tongue sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job to bless. You'll be a blessing and you'll also get a blessing. Now, we're not supposed to do things for the blessing. I only did what God asked because my mama raised me, right? And she taught me to be obedient when he's asking me to do something that doesn't make sense, right? I can tell you, though, that God delivered on his promise. Big time. God doesn't shortchange us. That person who left me ugly crying in the fetal position on the basement floor was my husband. The same man you just heard speak about walking in the spirit. He is now 100% whole, forgiven, redeemed, and completely transformed by what God has done in his life. So I'll end with this. Who is it in your life? Who is the person for whom you're holding on to unforgiveness? God wants to do something transformative for both of you. The question is, will you let him? And there you have it, folks. I pray that was a blessing to you, that you, you know, you found um, value and meaning in that. If you did, please share it. Share it with a, a friend, an auntie, a cousin, a sister, whoever. Share it. But that is the best way that you can thank me by sharing the show is how the show grows. It's how other women like you get to hear it and get to hear uh, what God has imparted for us as a community. Speaking of community, if you want to be part of my community, which is the Grace Fueled Wives Club, feel free to join us on Facebook at the Grace Fueled Wives Club. Grace Fueled Wives Club. You can go ahead and find that or it'll be in the show notes. You can just click the link there um, and we can interact. The other thing is if there is any information you want to tell me, maybe you have some feedback, maybe it was really meaningful to you this episode and you wanted to say something about it or you had a question or you have things that you want me to cover, please feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Uh, you guys have reached out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, on my email. However, you have found the ways and you have found me uh, on Instagram. I am at uh, the Gracefield Wife. Same thing on Facebook. And my email is Beatrice at the Grace Fueled Wife. And that is how you find me to let me know what you want to hear on the show or if you have a question. Other things that we can do is I have talked to some women who've reached out to me we can do some anonymous coaching for free on the air where we just kind of go back and forth because a lot of times I'll get some questions about really deep questions over email or maybe over message and they're kind of too long to answer in in an email, right? And uh, I, I would rather kind of answer that in person or, or live. So ways that you could do that, either you could do it for free where we do an interview and it would be anonymous, obviously, you know, if anything, I could even not play your audio, but rather kind of play the questions and talk like that. But we could do that sort of thing. Or if you want just a private one-on-one -on -one session, we certainly could do that as well. And then as far as the course goes, it is always live. You can jump in there. We will be launching it as a group later. So if you want to wait 
a little bit until we launch it as a group feel free we will be going through that live as a group in the upcoming weeks or you can jump right in as some of you already have this year and jump in and, and start the course if you do that you'll have access later um, when we when we go live you can um, join us as well I don't want you to be penalized because you jumped in and wanted to get the stuff early so that is all I have for we this week ladies thank you so much I love you and until next week hey love thank you for listening to today's show if you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.